0: welcome to buckets brought to you by bet mgm the king of sports books my name is matt moore i'm the senior nba writer for the action network this is your best bets episode for tuesday february 6th in the association we'll give you best bets break down all of the sides totals angles that you need to know to bet the association and everything we talk about can be found in the award-winning action network app it is awesome and there's so much cool stuff in there uh that you can do stuff like track live win probability on your bets you can also see In real time, what those odds are. So you can do some live hedges, stuff like that. You can get line alerts for things like the Super Bowl. So if you want to know when the Sharps wind up moving this back to two and a half or three, because apparently they just cannot get enough of fading Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, you can do that as well as you can check out all of our great stuff on YouTube.com slash The Action Network. YouTube.com slash The Action Network. We're going to have some live NBA shows coming up after football season. We're going to have obviously everything that you need to know to cover the big game Check it all out on youtube.com slash the action network. Join me tonight. I've got Andrew O'Connor Watts, AO Watts, and J Money. You can find him on Twitter and YouTube at J Money is Money. Glad to have you with us, boys. Let's get to some best bets for Tuesday. Jay, what's your best bet on Tuesday?
2: Give me the Utah Jazz plus three.
0: All righty. Watts, what do you want? Uh, give me the Nets plus two. Okay. All right. Got some underdogs. Uh, I'm going to take the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Phoenix Suns, grabbing the four and a half in the market right now as we record this. I'm also gonna grab the under in that game, uh, sitting right now at 243 and a half in the market. So let's start with the Utah game, Jay. Utah, by the numbers that I use, has the best home court advantage ATS in the league. They have been phenomenal. Why do you like them in this spot? Taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder.
2: Yeah, well, you said it right there. Uh, this is the best ATS team in the league, so they're the they're the third best against the spread team as a home underdog at ten and four, and they're also uh, the best ATS home team as well at seventeen and six against the spread. Now I know that they had a little bit of a dry spell there; they were red hot for a while, then they went on a long road trip, kind of dropped a few games. Uh, but this is a revenge spot. Last time they were at the house versus this Oklahoma City team, they did lose by five. Um, they kind of made some some major second and half adjustments in that one, made the game a little bit closer. They had the Thunder had 42 points in the paint in the first half, and they had they held them. The Jazz held them to 14 second half points in the paint. So I feel like they're they kind of tried to figure these guys out. And it's not only that. This is a vase spot for the Oklahoma City Thunder here. This will be their sixth game in nine days. Here, um, I know a bunch of those were at the house, but they're coming off a double overtime game. And one place that you don't probably want to go to is Utah, coming off a double overtime game. I know that they've had a day of rest, but the sixth game in nine days, I do think it's going to start to catch up with this Oklahoma City team. Um, I know that they're a young team and they're deep as well, but uh, I feel like they might run out of gas in this one. I think the Jazz actually match up pretty well with them here. So uh, probably going to wait until like an hour or two before the game. I'm pretty sure this spread will still be the same, just to make sure that there's no trades. I always want to let people know that around a trade deadline, you never know what's going to happen or who might get traded uh, before your bet. So what I like to do is kind of just wait like maybe an hour before the game uh, around this time, these next few days. But uh, I will definitely be on the Utah Jazz it through here.
0: All right, I'm gonna tell you on this. I'm I'm with you. You sold me. Um not only from the perspective of you mentioned that you're a young team and they're tired. One of the things that OKC does when OKC gets sloppy, they run and gun. When they are like refreshed and amped, they defend at an incredibly high level. When they get tired and when they get sloppy, they just run up and down the court. It's one of the reasons why in a lot of their losses they go over is like that's what their defense slips. When they are not in the best of, of physical positions um you mentioned we, talk, we talked about the home court this number is crazy to me the second best ats margin at home this season is plus 5.6 the jazz are plus 8.65 they are three points better in ats margin at home than the opponent and i was like okay while you were talking i was like all right okay But let's take a look at how they do versus teams over 500 because it's one thing to beat up on like Chicago or whoever the fuck at home. Fine. So I was like, let's see how they do versus teams over 500 at the time of the matchup. Yeah, no, they're seven and two ATS with a plus 12.5 ATS margin at home versus teams over 500. So, yeah, I've only got this a, as about a
1: point, but I'll put a half unit on this one as well. Watts, you got any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I was debating between the Jazz and the and the Nets for my best bet, and everything you guys are saying is just music to my ears. I'm definitely going to tail this one as well. Um, you know, Jay mentioned the youth of the Thunder and how that could be concerning, but they've hit a skid here. They're one in four ATS in the last five. Um, I don't see why that shouldn't continue, and uh, yeah, I love it. The market's finally catching up
0: to them too. I think is is part of this as well. Um, so Watts, you want you want the Nets, and in my little spreadsheet that I've got with all my little numbers, um, there are certain teams that I have a little X through <laughs> if yeah. they're. on the road or at home and sadly the Brooklyn Nets are a team that I have performed so badly against with projections that I cannot take them despite the fact that I will tell you that in this game I have them uh, absolutely favored over the Dallas Mavericks by four and a half points and that's before we look at the back-to-back situation with Kyrie Irving just coming back off of injury tonight all these types of things give me your cap for why you want Brooklyn versus Dallas
1: plus two. Well, I'll do you one better, Matt. I have them minus five. So um, I'm right there with you. Uh, I like Brooklyn here because of the defensive matchup and the spot. Dallas is going to be without Derek Lively. With him in, they're 22 and 14. With him out, five and nine straight up and ATS. That is a big part of it. But also, you know, I mentioned that matchup. Nets have these long wing defenders that is kind of perfect to match up with Dallas. Right, so um, Claxton is pretty small. He's a great defender, but he's a smaller big, and you can kind of expose him that way. Without Lively, I think they can kind of focus their attention on the perimeter, shut down Kyrie and Luka as much as you can. You can't really shut those guys down. Um, but another thing is that spot that I mentioned, right? This is Kyrie's first game back in Brooklyn, um, and I think some of those guys are going to be gunning for him. I wouldn't talk you off the a Kyrie points prop, but I think this is a great spot for some of those former teammates to come out gunning and, uh, yeah, embarrass Kyrie on uh, on his former home court. So, yeah, give me the Nets plus two, whatever number you want. Honestly, I think this is a great Nets spot. I think they went out right. So, whatever number you want to give me, I'll take the Nets.
0: All right. I got one trend to kind of go against you. So, Dallas is a great transition team this season, they're absolutely an elite uh transition squad and they generate more fast break points um than the nets do and that's actually been really rough this season when the nets have faced a team um that averages uh a better a better fast break margin than the nets allow uh they are opponents against the nets are 14 10 and 1 so basically if you've got a fast break advantage versus brooklyn Opponents are 14, 10 and one ATS in that spot, 17 and eight straight up. That said, I like the spot. Like, I think, I think you're absolutely right. It wasn't for the fact that I've been absolute dog shit betting the Nets at home. uh, (laughs) I would be joining you. Jay, what do you think about this one uh, with the Nets taking on Dallas?
2: Well, first off, I love the energy. I love the fact that he says, I don't care what the spread is. Or I don't." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Give me whatever. I love that energy. I love that shit. But I lean the Nets here as well. I kind of said it earlier today that I think the Mavs are going to beat the Sixers. I think the Nets, obviously I was on the Warriors. I think the Nets are going to lose. Now, first, we're going to start here. Ben Simmons is going to be playing in this game. There was part. He wasn't in versus the Warriors. It's part of the reason why I wiped the Warriors. But look at the Nets with Ben Simmons in there, man. Like, they're playing like a whole different team, first off. Second off, I don't think this Mavs team is for real. Um, I don't think that Luka is serious about playing basketball. I don't think that he's a win. And I, this is a guy that's from Dallas. I don't think he's a winning basketball player. Um, hashtag trade Luka, man. Woo. Sounds crazy as hell, but uh, try to get back three or four players or some draft picks. He is not a winning player. He does not play team basketball. Um, I think they're better off with Kyrie running the show and try to get some defenders back for Luka. Sharp take, but I really think I know this team off the back of my hand. I think that's what they need, man. But uh, And the ball pops a ton more when Luka's not out there as well but this guy just argued with the refs way too much he just yes. focused on the refs and the foul calls rather than just getting back down the floor and play defense i uh, can't stand it but i do like the nets in this spot i might get there with aow in this one uh, it's just something i kind of kind of saw in the future. But Ben Simmons back, I mean, you nailed it, no Lively. I don't want the Mavs without no Lively. They caught the Sixers at the right time. Now, they are 9-2 and two against the spread as an away favorite, and they're 5-3 and three, uh, on a back-to-back as well. But um, this Mavs team is nowhere near as good as people think, in my opinion. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they missed the playoffs. But this is a big type of uh, game for the Nets here, and I think with Ben Simmons coming back it makes all the difference. I think the Nets probably get the job done here outright.
1: Can I throw a couple more trends on you just uh, in response to that? Because I like that you said the away favorite thing in general, the the Mavs are just two and seven in their last nine. And with Kyrie and Luca this season, they're 13 and 10 straight up. So don't love that. But they're just 11 and 12 against the spread. Just throwing that out there.
0: I like it. Uh, I want to see this because I have been maintaining all season that Dallas is not a team that can beat anybody good Uh, this season. Versus teams, wow, this is crazy. They've only faced seven teams on the road who are over 500 this entire season. That's it, seven games on the road versus teams over 500. They are two and five straight up, three and four ATS. Now, the Nets are an under 500 team, but to me, like the problem here's the thing the Nets sometimes play like a team that is like four games over 500, and sometimes they play like a team that is like 10 games under 500. So, trying to figure out where they're at on that spectrum, I think, is an interesting one, but I do believe in kind of modeling what you're expecting the performance to be like as the type of team versus these win profiles. And that's kind of part of that equation as well. This podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get $158 in bonus bets when you bet $5. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 GAMBLER. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go ahead and take on the big marquee match of the night, which is the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Phoenix Suns. So I like the Bucks here. Um, now, for listeners of the Sunday show, you'll know that guess what? I <laughs> I bet on the worst ATS team in the league, in the Atlanta Hawks ATS, and straight up versus a team that was on the last game of a road trip. And that was the cap was like last game of the road trip. And we were right fucking there. And the Hawks blew a late lead, which was torture and then had the back door opportunity and still couldn't get home by a point. This is miserable. Not that I'm upset. I'm a little upset. It's fine. I knew what I was getting into. And I bet the worst ATS team in history. Lesson learned. I am going to turn around and do the opposite, though, here. The Bucs, this is the last game of a West Coast road trip for them. So I want to get Jay's thoughts on this in a second. I'll just go ahead and say the cap. I think Milwaukee's turning a corner. Now, they just lost to the Jazz and gave up a bazillion points. That spot was not good for them. And you're like, they're one in three under Doc. This is where I want to get them. Like, this this is where I want them, right here, Okay. It's when I caught them in Denver and they lost a tough game to Denver where Denver's a beast in altitude. When I saw them in Denver, they looked like a team that was like, finally we can play actual serious professional basketball. And that's how they've been, but they faced Utah and got gassed in the altitude. And I'm not surprised that that fell apart when their defense is going to be bad. It's going to be really bad. Phoenix has been way better. I think Phoenix is like, they are turning into the team that Jay has been on consistently Month after month after month. He has been hyping. He's been like, don't overlook that. I'm telling you, the Jazz or the the Suns rather, I I am still a little bit iffy on their like playoff hopes, but they are definitely a much better team. However, um, Milwaukee, for all of its problems, brings so much firepower to the table. I got a pretty good trend to line up with this one. So the Bucks had a huge turnover problem early in the season. It was a major problem for them, and they were getting killed. In transition, they were the worst transition defense team in the league the first three weeks of the season. And they basically hammered and hammered and hammered, getting that fixed. And then they've turned into the opposite. They are an extremely low turnover team. And when you face the Suns and you average fewer turnovers than they do, if the Suns are facing a team that uh, averages fewer turnovers than they do, that opponent is 22-14-2 and ATS versus Phoenix at 61 percent it's a massive difference maker for phoenix their defense wants to create turnovers their defense needs to get into mid-transition opportunities and not play against a set defense so catching points here four and a half points i don't think it's that much jay i'm going to take milwaukee in the spot
2: well, I can't talk you off. It's a it's a bad spot for the Bucs, but it's even a worse spot for the Suns. They're coming back off of a seven-game East Coast road trip. I hate this spot for the Suns. You know I love this team, Um, but this, I mean, I, you you probably need Dame out there, but Giannis probably goes bonkers here. Uh, they don't really have anyone that can stop Giannis here, so he's probably, even if Dame is out, it could be like the injured player theory. I do lean to the Bucs here. As much as I love the Suns, this is an absolute horrible spot. I would never back a team coming back home off a seven-game road trip Uh, and, and opposite Time zones as well. So, this is definitely more of a face spot for the Suns than it is last game of the Bucks on a five game road trip. Obviously, we know they ran out of gas uh, in Utah. That's much more, much more uh, higher altitude. Jazz played more defense than the Suns as well. But I just I don't think you're going to see a great version of the Suns in this particular game. So, I could, Dame or no Dame, I could only look towards the Milwaukee Bucks. In this. But he did injure his ankle. Like, Dame is actually, it's not just he just popped up on the injury board. His ankle really is, uh, it was already hurt and then he tweaked it again in Utah. So, if he is out, don't be surprised but that doesn't it shouldn't scare you off with the books here
0: I will say I'm gonna go ahead and wait until we get the, the clear injury report before the game if if Dame's out I will wait for the other number and bet it if Brooke is out he's questionable with personal reasons I will probably still bet it if they're both out I'll probably still bet it I do need Giannis Giannis is probable with uh, knee soreness but I gotta get like I obviously can't bet into the Suns without Giannis I can't do that uh, however, if Dana is out, it's only going to like me make me like this number more. So I'm going to go ahead and take the under here as well. 244 and a Two forty four and a half. Uh, I've got projected two thirty eight. If I think that the Bucks defense is going to turn a corner at some point, and I do think it is, and I'm a very big advocate of wait for the turn. I get that. This is more about the actual profile of these teams. If I talked about those transition opportunities, the Suns are a very big transition team. And so if the Bucs are a great transition defensive team, and they are, they actually allow, allow very few, then this is actually a very good opportunity to get in on an under, because it might be a lot slower than you think it might be. So Watts, I'm on the Bucks and the under. You got thoughts on those?
1: Yeah, I definitely like the under better. Um, I think that with all the injury questions, I don't love the Bucks side. I mean, I definitely would wait and find out about those injuries, but I also have this projected pretty much exactly where the line is for the side. And I have a pretty good, pretty substantial edge on the under. So, you know, and I, I definitely would rather take an under in a bucks game, a team that just scored, got outscored 13 to 40 in the fourth quarter against the jazz last game. Um, so I definitely lean to the under of those two plays.
0: Huh. All right. So to recap our best bets for Tuesday, uh, Jay money is on the Utah jazz Andrew O'Connor Watts is on the Brooklyn Nets, and I like the Milwaukee Bucks and the Under versus the Suns. That'll do it for buckets for Tuesday. Make sure to stick around tomorrow. We'll have best bets for Wednesday as well as stuff throughout the week. We'll also have, uh, depending on what happens, if we have an active trade deadline in which a lot of stuff happens, any major deal, we'll have an emergency episode. I will drag Sean Little or somebody on to uh, break it down with me, so you can check out that in the feed. Also, check out YouTube.com slash the Action Network and download the Action Network app. My thanks to David Payne, our producer, as well as our video crew, getting this up on YouTube. I do appreciate y'all's work. Shout out to Brandon Anderson going through a tough time. If I didn't hear it on the Sunday show, uh, go reach out to Brandon on Twitter at Wheaton Brando. uh, W-H-E-A-T-O-N-B-R-A-N-D-O. Having a hard time with the family, reach out and let him know that you're a fan of his work. Other than that, we'll see you guys again tomorrow. Until then, get buckets.